Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye, Donald. Goodbye, Donald. Goodbye, Donald. You're going to leave us now. Zimmerman coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the show, you can uh, call in. It's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. And I am also live streaming this episode currently on TikTok, uh, Liberal Dane Radio on TikTok. So welcome to all the TikTok people that might be listening. Currently, it's my friend Stephanie. Um, and I think Dave M. just joined uh, so we got that going on. Uh, also, if you create your free Blog Talk Radio account, let's go to blogtalkradio.com, sign in for that account, and you can j- join us in the chat room on the episode page uh, over on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And if you're listening after the live podcast, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, et cetera, over on the show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. I uh, got a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. I was talking about this a little bit on the what I'm calling the pre-show uh, on Liberal Land Radio over on TikTok, and I was talking about how uh, I'm I'm not necessarily counting every single chicken before they hatch, but I'm at the point where I I, I, I finally was able because uh, I'm I'm an independent contractor, I'm a software developer, and by um, I, uh, because I, I was trying to take advantage of as many of the programs that are, that are out there for independent contractors during COVID-19 to help me survive. And I'm going to have to do some more investigation on these things because they really don't have a lot of information out there as to what counts for what. What, 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 per, what prevents you from getting these things? Like, you know, and they don't make it easy for anybody out there anywhere to really determine it. Like, let's say you are on disaster unemployment and and you weren't an independent contractor then you get the eidl loan does the eidl loan count as as income you know because it's not income you're not taxed on it but it gives you more money so i don't know it's just something that you have to figure out and i'm going to have to probably look at it and figure out and i just realized i have a typo on my on my blog talk radio page. I spelled January wrong. That's how January is going to start going. I spelled January wrong. Yay. Um, so that's a whole bunch. Of, I mean, that's good news in my life. I was, I was, I got a message on Monday morning stating that I was not going to get the expansion of the EIDL after talking with this guy uh, who works for the SBA, who really I felt helped me get all my ducks in a row. And when, when I saw like early in the morning, Monday morning, because I hadn't gone to bed yet, and I saw you're being declined, I was like, oh, my God, what is wrong? Why can't I have anything happen to me that's right? Uh, but I t- contacted him first after having a few panic attacks, and I was able to get 
uh, him, him to see what was going on. Apparently, they made a mistake. It was on them, not him, but them. And I finally, I signed the, I signed the amendment to the loan. The loan amount changed on my portal, and it looks like I might very well be getting it. And then I got to figure out the the PPP loan for the third quarter losses, and if I could potentially get that as well. I mean, I think I'm going to be in a really good position until I can find either a new client or a new um, a new client or a new just full-time position if I decide to go that route. So welcome to Tracy. Thank you for joining us on um, the live stream going on on TikTok right now. Again, Liberal Day and Radio at TikTok. Um, I do want to also mention that if you want to support the podcast, there's many different ways to do it. I know it's very tough. Uh, a lot of people are having tough financial times. I know. Trust me, I know. Um, but you could, there's all sorts of ways that you could help out the Liberal Day and Radio uh, podcast. You can uh, subscribe to me on TikTok. You can, you know, make sure to follow me there. You can follow me or subscribe to me uh, on YouTube, Liberal Day and Radio on YouTube. Just go to liberaldayand.com. You can find all the different ways that I have, um, all the different ways that you can support the show by for free. Plus, there's the um, it. You can be a Patreon for, for Liberal Day and Radio. You can support the show for as little as three bucks a month. That's the lowest they let you kind of go. Or you can, you know, be, be a producer and, and, you know, I might post polls to people either in the Discord or on Patreon itself to say, hey, where do you think I should do next? Um, and y'all can help me out that way. Um, you can even, and if you have a business of your own, you can buy advertising slots and the rates will be good through the end of the year. So, you know, and I think they're really reasonable at this point because, you know, my, my audience isn't huge, but I'm trying to grow it both here and on TikTok and on YouTube and on Twitter. Um, here's the secret for everybody listening to everybody listening to the TikTok uh, or on blogtalkradio.com. You're going to get the secret right now um, that and it might not be that big of a secret, but I created, if you spell not Donald J. Trump backwards, that is a new Twitter account that I've kind of connected to the liberal Dan radio Twitter account. And I've been posting like in all caps, like the impeachment is a hoax. Oh my goodness. And I've been pretending the best to be, you know, to, to be Donald Trump, but, but I call myself not Donald Trump. I'm like, they'll never catch me here. So just my little attempts at humor and trying to mock uh, the infant in chief that we have going on. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the first commercial break. And we'll be coming back and we'll be talking about the impeachment. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, the acts of sedition by those domestic terrorists that took place uh, over, in, uh, over, uh, over in D.C. a week ago. And what's going to be happening up, this, up to next week uh, to see what's happening there. Anyway, so again, if you want to call in, it's uh, 914-803-4131. It is 914-803-4131, or you can join us in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Go to the episode page, sign in, and go there. Uh, Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left, that's right. gone mad 
one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things. Nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear, and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the tunes. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, Open an account and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's yotta.liberaldan.com. go back. Welcome back to the Little Dan Radio Podcast. Talk from the left, that's right. I'm your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. You can also join us in the chat room, blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Uh, sign up 
for the free account, and then you can join us in the chat and leave questions there. If you're listening again after the live broadcast, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. This is an experiment. I am also doing this live simultaneously on TikTok. Now, the people who are on TikTok won't be able to hear the people who are calling in unless they're listening live during the show. They go to the, again, if they go to the blogtalkradio.com, you'll be able to hear the comments that they're being made, but there might be a little bit of a delay um, from what I play through the live on TikTok than what I, what, to what shows up on Blog Talk Radio. Um, so, but if you're listening to what I'm saying on TikTok and you want me to answer a question, just hopefully I'll catch it. And because my chat's over here, my, if you're, if you're watching on TikTok, you can see my, my hands going. My chat room's in the monitor that's right here in front of the, uh, in front of my cell phone, so or behind my cell phone. So you'll be able to I'll answer questions in both places when I as I see them. So uh, one thing that I forgot to do before starting the show, and I'm kicking myself over it. I was watching a lot. Uh, I didn't watch all of it, but I was watching a lot of the uh, conversation that was going on in Congress today about whether or not they should impeach the president for a second time. And we, when I got to Cedric Richmond and I said, the congressman from Louisiana. And I was like, ugh, because most of our congressmen are horrible. Um, But it was Cedric Richmond. And so at the end of it, he was like, in short, we told you so Richmond out. And it was just like mic drop moment done. And it was just, Amazing. I love the Cedric Richmond. Where's the, oh, where's his audio from the other day? Was that oh, a nerve? When Cedric Richmond asked uh, Gates, uh, was that a nerve? Of course, you can't hear that on TikTok. So I guess that's the downfall of listening to the podcast via TikTok. But, you know, again, blogtalkradio.com slash liberal land. We are there, too. Um, lots of stuff that was, went on today that I really didn't understand what they were trying, what the Republicans were trying to say. Hey, Leo just joined us in the uh, TikTok uh, live stream. Uh, they said uh, one of the things, one of the points that was made by the Republicans during this, <laughs> Stephanie's like, a horrible congressman? Imagine that. Yes, that, that's, there is a bunch of those. Um, Congress is probably the only thing that where like the approval rating of Congress as a whole is like 12%, but the approval rating of each individual congressman is like, you know, 80, 90, or like, because these districts are so gerrymandered that people are going to support who they send up, but everyone else is the problem. What do you think of Harden to the Nets? James Harden, you know, I would, I, I, I'd be very different. I mean, I don't, I'm not really talking sports that much, but James Harden to the Nets, I mean, need all the help they can get, right? I, it's been a while since I followed the NBA, honestly. So I, I might want to get back into it, but um, it's been a while since I've been like focused on NBA stuff. But anyway, back to the whole idea of uh, what the GOP said. So they said, anyway, the Republicans were saying that because these domestic terrorists in Washington, D.C. brought pipe bombs and were prepared to do things and like pipe bombs and zip ties and the other things, you know, they were already dressed up. They had on like gloves that included 
um, things on their knuckles so they could punch through glass. You know, they had all of these things because they were prepared, especially the pipe bombs and I guess the zip ties. <clears throat> all those other things that they brought with them, I would say that's typically what these types of people, these militia types, bring to protests that they go to anyway, whenever they're trying to um, use a show of force to manipulate and, and uh, terrorize people. That's how these people dress at all of these things. So it's not really, not really surprised that they wore about those things, but they're saying that the pipe bomb specifically showed an intent to do something before Donald Trump made his speech last Wednesday on the 6th. My point to that is that um, my point of, of, about that, about about whether or not Donald Trump is complicit in last week's things because they had pipe bombs. My point is that he was saying before January 6th, he said that, you know, check, this is going to be wild on January 6th. He predicted that it was going to be, quote, wild on January 6th. So he knew that it was that things were going to go. He, that might even show that he was complicit and maybe had some other knowledge that he wasn't letting us know about if he was predicting that this was going to be wild. Now, well, the other thing he did is he kept on for months since November 3rd, you know, even before November 3rd, he was saying that this election was going to be rigged, it was going to be fake, that there were all these, he, he kept on say, repeating all of these lies about the election specifically to cause his supporters to have fear, um, to have fear in, you know, the fact that what they've done is, uh, or what they're seeing is fake and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a plot and a coup against, you know, him and his supporters. Now, a lot of the times, you know, the Republicans like to say, that liberals follow um, Saul Alinsky's rule for radicals. And the only time I've ever heard anybody talking about Saul Alinsky's rule for ra- rules for radicals are when Republicans talk about it. I've never heard of it before, and I'm a pretty liberal guy. But they try and say that liberals use it. But one of the rules for radicals uh, that, that uh, Saul Alinsky created um, was, or stated is that you, when you're trying to do something bad, the thing that you want to do the most is to get your is to claim that your opponent is doing it. So if you want to commit a coup, what you do is you claim your opponents are trying to commit a coup. Um, and even though I've laid out clearly on my YouTube channel um, that there's been a GOP attempt at a coup going on for the for not and, and not like a coup in the traditional sense of the word. Wednesday was an actual tradition more traditional attempt at a coup, but. In a less traditional use of the term, uh, since 2010, the Republicans have been trying to use, yes, Khaleesi, absolutely right, it's called projecting, um, for the last 10 years. And if you go to youtube.com slash liberaldanradio or youtube.liberaldan.com, you can see my series of four videos that I created laying out everything that the Republicans have done over the last 10 years to manipulate the elections to make sure that even though they're the minority party, that they get to retain power. And they've done so, you know, you know, 
I'm not saying it's illegal that they've done it, although some of the things that they've done would have been illegal uh, under uh, the Voting Rights Act that they got the Supreme Court to overturn. So uh, because as and a point that I made on one of those videos was, you know, John Roberts in the ruling that overturned a portion of the Voting Rights Act stated that because we haven't seen these in these these examples of voter fraud first or electioneering fraud or racism by the system because we haven't seen them in such a long time that we no longer need these restrictions preventing them from being and my analogy with that is that that's the same thing as saying that just because new orleans hasn't been flooded by the mississippi river in years that doesn't mean that we should then tear down the levees. The levees are what's protecting this, the, the New Orleans, the city of New Orleans from getting flooded by the river. So you can't say that you don't need the, the, the levees anymore because you haven't flooded in a while. The reason you haven't flooded in a while is because of the river. And what, what had happened was, is that you had, as soon as they tossed the Voting Rights Act section, Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act, as soon as they tossed that, the requirement for, for certain places to get preclearance, all these places that previously required preclearance showed why you needed preclearance, showed why that those it's just the floodgates opened and they just went and they tried to do as much as they could to 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 snatch up whatever power they can, including things like what Georgia did in you know mass voter purges before the Supreme Court overturned the Voting Rights Act. Georgia would not have been able to do the massive voting purge that it did before the governor's race in 2018 that saw Kemp squeaking out a victory over Stacey Abrams. Had Kemp not went and purged all those voters, many of whom re-registered, but some of them, those people who did re-register were held because they didn't meet, meet in an exact match standard. Uh, because of that, uh, Abrams was, or Kemp was able to Week out of victory over Abrams. We should currently have Stacey Abrams. The blue wave in Georgia should have started in 2018. It's now, thank goodness, to black people, especially black women, for coming out. Let's see. When somebody tries to convince you that you don't need something, that's when you know you need it. That's a fair point. I mean, yeah, I could use many, I could think of many examples of that. Maybe some of them are too dirty for the podcast. Anyway, but Let's see. So, so, so that was just the one failure of logic by the Republicans today when they were trying to say that um, that the, the the pipe bombs were there. The reason that the, I would say that the reason the pipe bombs were there, the people that came armed with pipe bombs, is because they were aided and abetted and encouraged by Donald Trump, who wanted the people to come out at the, to the rally on January sixth. He was calling. He wanted them to come out. He loved the fact that they come out. There were reports showing that saying that. He was thrilled that these people were coming out. And furthermore, you know, him aiding and abetting this act of sedition against this country continued after they left. Now, he did, he, he did what all cowardly tyrants do. He said, oh, we're going to go march on the Capitol, and then I'm going to march with you. Or, I'm sorry, he went, we're going to go march in the Capitol, and I'm going to march with you. But then he didn't march with them. He went and hid in his little hidey hole back at the White House. That's what he did. He let them go do his dirty work. And then there are reports 
that I think Mike Pence was trying to call Melania. Uh, There were people trying to call Jared Kushner. There were people who were trying to call anybody in Trump's family to try and get Donald Trump to send help. And it required, I'm a, ooh, yay, smack. Hey, smack. We got someone in the uh, TikTok room who called me a lunatic. You can expand on that. Explain to me why I'm a lunatic while I'm going on. You had all of these people who were, all these people who were trying to get in contact with the president or the people around the president. Um, Yes. Khaleesi, if you're going to insult somebody, at least spell your name words properly. He did say, you are a lunatic. Thank you for pointing that out. I, I knew it looked weird, but I didn't really see it that closely. Um, they're trying to get the president or somebody around the family of the president to do, do something. And they did, and he didn't do anything. It took, it took too long for help to come. And that is also squarely on the shoulders of President Trump. President Trump helped out these terrorists by not reacting to the violence more quickly. And then later when he gave his speech and he, he didn't tell them, you know, he, he was like, I don't like acts about, but I love you and support you. He literally said he loved them. And I think it was, I love and support you. He said, you don't know. You don't love and support terrorists and trying to, you tell them, go away. You tell them, go away. Stop doing what you're doing. This is unpatriotic and un-American. Quit it. But he didn't do that. Why? Because he knows that those are his supporters, and he really liked the fact that they were there causing these troubles. There were people there who wanted to go hang Mike Pence because Mike Pence wasn't doing Trump's bidding. Uh, they, they, I mean, they went after Pelosi's office. You know, it's, it's clear that they probably did want to also go after Pelosi as well. Um, and you had, you know, you, you know my feelings on terrorist Barbie. Actually, I don't know. Did I talk about Tara's Barbie too much before the last podcast? Um, you know, last podcast I did about a good three hours, and some of it was on other issues like Black Lives Matter and things that went in Minneapolis and other, um, you know, George Floyd, those protests that took place from George Floyd um, when he was killed by a cop. Um, a lot of stuff was – the conversation on last week's podcast went all over the place. Um, so um, I'm not sure if I got to calling her terrorist Barbie until after the podcast. But – and of course, if you're listening on, on TikTok, you may or may not have seen my video about uh, my feelings on uh, terrorist Barbie. And, you know, because the, the conservatives are enragingly trying to – state that uh, that we should, quote, say her name, trying to take that away from Black Lives Matters and the Sandra Blands and other folks who were killed by police officers. And, okay, I'll say her name. Tara's Barbie. That's her name. That's who she is because she went to the Capitol to commit an act of sedition in domestic terrorism against this country. Um, she played around and she found out for lack of a for, for not using the better, more accurate words of what she did. Um, what else? Oh, oh, yeah, before we hit the, um, I guess, the next commercial break, uh, we had the, the people who were saying the argument of Pelosi did it too. They are trying to say 
that because um, because Pelosi said something that they feel is similar to what Donald Trump said or did when it comes to what happened on last Wednesday, she didn't. But you know, she she said that she was surprised that more people weren't rioting uh, when it came to the protest about. Uh, the murder of black people by police. Being surprised that more people are not rioting over something is not the same thing as saying, I support, you know, because Joe Biden has been out there and he said that he doesn't support rioting. Now, Martin Luther King said the, that riots are the voice of the unheard. So, but, but, Pelosi, but, you know, Pelosi saying, I'm surprised for that these people haven't been rioting more. Is not the same thing as God saying we have to take we have to fight back with strength. Now go march on the Capitol because that's what Trump did. Trump literally incited them to go to the Capitol and use their strength and make it wild. Those are his words. So clearly they're two different things. But if the conservatives are trying to say that it's the same thing that Pelosi did the same thing and somehow Pelosi is wrong for doing that. It is then also wrong for Trump to have done that. So you don't, it's not it's not a good defense of Trump to say, but Pelosi did it too. I don't know if that ever worked with your mother, but the whole, but mom, they're doing it too, never worked with mine. Never, ever, ever. It doesn't work. It doesn't work with my kids when my kids try and do it with me, and it shouldn't work for them. If, so if you believe that Pelosi was wrong, in what she did, and that it's somehow comparable, you then also should believe that Trump is wrong for what he did. So, so trying to use that as an excuse to not act, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Anyway, let's go ahead. Uh, Blog Talk Radio, we're going to go ahead and take our second commercial break. Uh, anybody here on TikTok, we'll, we'll continue talking through the break as well. But Again, if you want to join, it's uh, 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. And this is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. Because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mmm, yeah. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? (laughs) Well, 
It's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. (laughs) Catch you on the tune. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kind of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan dot com. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. Uh, we are live on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. We are also currently live on TikTok. I'm doing a live stream currently along with uh, doing this show on the air. So if you're listening on TikTok, you might get a better listen if you go to blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan because that way, if anybody does call into the show, you'll be able to hear the calls as well. You can't hear it through the TikTok stream. I originally was just going to have this being kind of like the pre-show, but I figured, what the hell, let's do the live throughout the show and see how that works. Doing a little experiment. Maybe it's something I'll continue doing in the weeks and months to come as I do the podcast. I'm also looking for uh, people to make suggestions uh, for what um, I should do for the next intro to Liberal Dan Radio. For a while, for the first bunches of years, for a while, it was the Barachnophobia intro. Um, after that, I forget what I was using for a while. Um, and then I was using the Wolf Fight Back parody that I wrote for Hamilton. Um, but then the, the, uh, the election was over with, so I couldn't use that one. Uh, now, I've, since the election, I've been using 
uh, my instead of good night ladies, I've been doing goodbye Donald, but it's like me three different ways, three different like harmonizing with myself to try and do that. That's my intro. But after next week, that's next week's the last time I can use it really because he will have done been gone at that point. There's no more Donald. I can play it once more and that's it. So I'm going to be looking for people, uh, looking for suggestions. So you can follow me on all my different social media platforms. Maybe I'll make a TikTok about it as well to get views, or maybe I might throw it up to the Patreons and let the Patreons decide. And if you want to support the show and have a say in maybe what the next intro music should be, what I should do, should it be a parody? Should it be something else? I don't know. Um, but maybe, maybe if you support the Patreon and become the producer level, I'll, I'll give you that, give you that choice, give you that option to help out and help decide that. So what else? Uh, we got more stuff talking about with Steve Scalise. We're talking about the hearings today about whether or not Donald Trump should be impeached and which he was. So whether or not he should be impeached or, you know, what was going on um, with what happened with the domestic terrorists, with these the acts of sedition that were going on. Steve Scalise uh, said that the people who were the domestic terrorists were anarchists. So, I absolutely disagree with that statement. They were not anarchists. A bunch of them were Nazis. That's for darn sure. Because if you look at the shirts that they were wearing, one shirt said the S or 6MWE, which stands for 6 million wasn't enough. So as somebody raised Jewish, I was real thrilled about seeing that on my nation's capital by so-called patriots. And you also had somebody with the um, the uh, Auschwitz camp Auschwitz or something. Um, work brings freedom on the bottom, and that's what the Germans said on over a you know Arbeit whatever whatever the German words were for that. That's what it means. Work me work brings freedom, which is of course is a lie. Um, but you know you had those people at that act of sedition and here's the thing i've used this before i've used this for the last four years because you know when charlottesville happened i said if you march alongside nazis what does that make you so if, if you march along if, if you're in a protest with somebody wearing a shirt that says s6mwe on their shirt <coughs> you should know what that means if you don't know what it means ask then you realize, oh, that's what that means? If you don't immediately force that person out of your rally, out of your march, out of your protest, forcefully, you are agreeing with that person. Or you're saying that those beliefs are not enough for you to not want to hang out with that person, which I don't see a moral difference. If you're, What do you call 10 people eating dinner at a table with a Nazi? 11 Nazis. So if you're willfully hanging out with, supporting, marching next to people who are wearing Nazi things, you are a Nazi too. Because I don't see the point in making any sort of moral distinction between somebody who's wearing the six million wasn't enough shirt and the people hanging out with the person wearing the six million wasn't enough shirt. So fight. you can try and fight me if you want about that. You can try and say that I'm wrong. 
I ain't going to have much patience for you because guess what? I was raised Jewish. I was, I, I literally took college courses on how to, how to witness, how to see, how to recognize anti-Semitism in all of its forms. And so I am educated on this topic. I don't like throwing on, oh, I'm educated. I'm not usually that type of person. But if you're going to deny someone who was raised Jewish, and who's lived and who's seen personally acts of anti-Semitism and people being anti-Semitic, and who has literally been inside a concentration camp, you know, as part of a, a trip that he took to, to go in, you know, Eastern Europe, and who took college courses before that trip to learn all about how the different ways that people are being and can be anti-Semitic and not just the overt ones that are like, well, duh, like flying a swastika, but there's like the, the covert ones, the ones that are like winking and nod, the dog whistles, if you will, those as well. You know, that's what we were trained to see. We were trained to see these different forms of anti-Semitism. And but in reality, as long as you know what, Six MWE means you should know that that's not that's Nazi speak, and you should know that hanging out with such a person is not going to make me feel really good about you either, General. You honestly not speaking to anyone particular watching the stream. I don't know if you would hang out with such people, but you're storming the Capitol with those people. It's going to make me think that you you either agree with those people or that you don't have a problem with the views of those people in your attempts to overthrow the government. And as such, I'm not going to see any difference with you. Um, if you're just joining us on TikTok, uh, again, doing a live stream of my podcast, blogtalkradio.com slash liberal Dan. You can also join us over there as well. You can sign up for a free account and subscribe over there. Uh, follow me and you can, by doing so, you'll be able to participate in the chat. Um, you're only hearing my side. Now there's nobody on the call right now. Uh, so it's, there's not much of a difference between this stream and the stream on Block Block Radio. But, you know, maybe for the future, if you want to join me, I'd appreciate that as well. Um, but, yeah, Steve Scalise goes, the people wanted to continue with – or the Steve Scalise called the domestic terrorist anarchists. So, no, they're not they're – not, they're Nazis, A. I don't think he even referred to them as domestic terrorists. Why won't they say that word? That's the thing. You know, conservatives love to say against Barack Obama, why won't they say the words – uh, Islamic terrorists or radical Islamic terrorism. Why won't they say those words? Well, why won't the conservatives say the word domestic terrorists? Because that's what these people are. They're domestic terrorists. Um, but for, for Scalise to call them, and, and I've met Scalise. I know Scalise. Like, I saw him a few years back, and he recognized me. We shook hands. We talked. You know, he he knows me. I know him. And we're not like buddy buddy or anything. But we we I know him. <laughs> not like in the excited elf way when he sees Santa. Like I know him. I know. No, it's not like that. But I know Steve Scalise. I could probably say, Hey Steve, how's it going? He'd be like, Hey Dan, how's it going? Um, but he's calling these people anarchists. No, you're not. You can't be an anarchist if you're if the reason that you're fighting is you want to continue Donald Trump having having Donald Trump as your president. If you're fighting to retain the current government, you're not an anarchist. That's the exact opposite of anarchy. They're not anarchists. They're fascists. So let's see. Um, let's see. What did they say? Uh, I don't even know what Matt – Matt Gates got really angry during his thing, and all I could keep my eye on was, 
why does he have so much product on his hair? I couldn't, I could not get over the amount of hair gel that Matt Gates had on his hair. And I had to be like, I don't think Nestor is going to like the amount of hair, hair product you have. Because, you know, that whole situation with Matt Gates and Nestor is just weird. It's just weird, weird, weird. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, uh, one thing I tweeted, if you follow my Twitter, at Liberal Dane Radio on Twitter, uh, you'll, one thing I tweeted uh they they were another thing that these GOP senators GOP traders seditious traders were trying to do is they were trying to say that Donald Trump didn't specifically participate with the people who were marching on the company and that's not a requirement for sedition you can you can incite sedition and be at your armchair three three thousand miles away if you wanted to be you can still be part of a seditious movement and not be taking part in the actual insurrection but. Just as a reminder, Osama bin Laden wasn't on those planes either. He was still a terrorist that took part in the attack on this country. So just because you're not there doesn't mean you're not responsible. And he's absolutely responsible. Fortunately, we had a majority in the Congress, and including 10 Republicans, including Cheney, including Ch- the third the third most powerful Republican, the most powerful Republican woman in the House, said, we need to impeach this president. So I'm not always going to agree with Lynn Cheney. I think it's Lynn Cheney. I'm not always going to agree with Congressperson Cheney on the issues. I probably won't agree with, her, with that Congressperson much on the issues. But I will give you props when you do what's right. I will give you credit. We can disagree all day long. I will give you props when you do what's right. And Congressperson Cheney absolutely did what was right today by voting to support impeaching this president. And that's one of the most important things about this impeachment process. One of the most important things about this impeachment process is now we have on record who is supporting this president who supported sedition and domestic terrorists, and we'll have on record who did not support who did and who did not, who was on the right side of history, who's on the wrong side of history. This is going to sound weird, but it's true. The elections are next year. Let that sit there for a second. The elections are next year. Every single House seat and a third of the Senate seats are up next year. I mean, it's January now. And it's not until next November, but still next year. That's very soon. These people, now, in the House, I'm not expecting a lot of movement to happen because you have a lot of gerrymandering going on uh, in this country that gives conservatives an unfair advantage, especially like in Ohio. Fortunately, in Pennsylvania, they, they, there was a judicial ruling that overturned the gerrymandering that took place that made the seats more equitable. Oh, hello. I don't believe, you know, that they are made perfectly equitable, but they were made better. Like if, if you looked at the, how much Joe Biden won, or if you look at not Joe Biden, if you look at the amount of votes that they won in for Congress, I think in 2016 um, or 2018, I believe it was, if you look at 2018 elections and you see how many seats the Democrats won by versus, um, 
in the House election and then in Pennsylvania, and you look at the seats that they won, they should have had one more seat. But nine to nine instead of 10 to eight is much better than it being like three to 16 or whatever it was. That was three to 15 or five to 13. Five to 13 is what the ratio used to be. So there's a lot of there's a lot. It's hard to take it's hard to take the house. But the fact that Democrats are able to are able to take the house and hold the house, that's crazy. That that, that they're able to do it because gerrymandering has, has made it very very hard. It has actually weighted all of the elections for for the Congress at least against the Democrats and for the Republicans. It's so the, our elections are already rigged. Donald Trump is correct that we have rigged elections. They're just rigged to favor the Republicans. And to lose when you've rigged the elections against the Democrats just makes you even more pathetic. So, I mean, and even the Electoral College is weighted in favor of the Republicans because you have all these small little states that now get undue weight because you have because of how you know you have three electoral votes for for one a one state that has one congressman, but yet California has like 55, but the population density doesn't work either. If you were going to take the number of Wyoming, I'm sorry, Wyoming, so if the number of Wyoming's, a population's worth of Wyoming and like split that up and amongst the states and awarded states, however many Wyoming's worth of citizens they had and made that the number of people who sat in Congress, you would have about a hundred more congressmen than we currently do now. So we are not even apportioning our congressional seats like the founding fathers would have us do, which means that the electoral college is, even if you look at how the founding fathers wanted the electoral college, the electoral college is weighted more so towards the Republicans than the founding fathers would have wanted, let alone the nor how the normal system would work. If we had a hundred more congressional seats, at least now, if you took the actual number that was used in the constitution, we would have like thousands of seats and that's just, not reasonable at all. Um, but I, that's, that's one of the things that I say that I don't believe that the people who founded this country would have ever imagined that the country would have 330 million people, 340 million people. I don't think they could fathom that. There are a lot of things that you'd probably like, Oh, they probably couldn't fathom the idea of uh, nuclear uh, depleted uranium tips on on shells in, in the discussion of whether or not people should be able to own those personally when when it comes to the second amendment so there are there are a lot of things that i think that now look the things in the constitution that should work well hey we have a somebody in the chat room over on blog talk radio welcome flycatch flycatch is a regular person who pops in and out sometimes um if has any questions about the seditious acts that took place last week at the Capitol, I'm sure he will be in favor of them, maybe, because Flycatch tends to be more conservative. We'll see what he has to say, or Flycatch is going to pop out afterwards. But I did want to say hi, and thank you for joining the conversation in the chat room over there. Um, Daniel Silva says, ooh, hey, three, a three, Daniel Silva, who is a three percenter, if I am right, if I'm reading your your uh, icon correctly, you think it's favored Democratic more than Republicans. I, I just don't believe so. If you go look, I, I, I told you to go take the time, go to Liberal Dan Radio on YouTube, look at my GOP coup series. Look at, I believe it's the first or second video 
But, I, you know, I'd love for you to watch all four, obviously. And I'd love for you to subscribe as well, because I do like opposing points of view. Uh, I do want to hear them, and I would like to hear your critiques on them, because that would help me make my arguments better. But if you look at it, you will see that um, if you look at the state of Ohio, thank you for the follow, Daniel. I appreciate it. I'll follow you back after the show. Um, if you will see that if you look at Ohio specifically, Ohio is maybe like 50-50, maybe a little bit weighted towards um, Republicans at the moment. Um, but if, if, if you were to take the 16 seats that Ohio has and you take, you take how many people voted for Trump versus how many people voted for Biden in the last election, you would maybe see nine to seven or eight to six maybe. Um, at the very, very most, eight to six is what is the not eight to six. No, it's sixteen. So eight and eight, nine to seven or ten to six. It should be nine to seven or ten to six. It should be the congressional race is split up if the seats or the lines were drawn correctly, but they're not. So it's four to twelve. There are four Democratic congressmen in, from the state of Ohio versus 12 Republican congressmen because of how the lines were drawn. So the Republicans, and, and, and you have to go back to the first video in my GOP coup series because it explains how they were able to do that. It was the Red Map Project, Project Red Map, um, Republican uh, redistricting project. Um, yeah, Republican, whatever, district mapping, whatever this is called. It was, it was, I explained that all in the first video in the GOP coup series on YouTube. Again, Liberal Day and Radio on YouTube. And so I kind of laid out why the Republicans – and I'll tell you examples of when the, when, the, when the Republicans held like a 30-something seat advantage in the House. I believe it was in 2012 or 2010 or 2012. When the Republicans held like a 30-seat advantage in the House, the Democrats had more people voting for the House – than Republicans. I think the Democrats had a million more people who voted for the Democrats nationwide in the House than the Republicans did, but the Republicans had a 30. It took the Democrats getting 9 million more votes nationwide in House elections to be able to take to get that big of an advantage in the House of Representatives. That's why I say that there is a, that there is a lean there, that that's why the, our, our electoral system favors the Republicans over the Democrats for Congress. Now, for the Electoral College, the reason why it favors the Republicans over the Democrats is because you have all these small little states that get their two senators to count towards the Electoral College. So those two senators have a lot more weight. Those two electors have a lot, have a lot more impact on the weight of that state, say, than the ones that come from, like, New York, California, et cetera. And yes, Joe Biden was able to get 306, just like Donald Trump was able to get, um, because the Electoral College does not favor the people. It favors only, it only creates several. There's an argument that if you got rid of the Electoral College, you would only pay attention to big cities and you would not pay attention to the little states in between the, quote, flyover country. But that's just simply not true. We already don't pay attention to flyover country. If you, I, and, and I, there's, there's an article on this. If you go to liberaldan.com, if you go to liberaldan.com, there was a person who was trying to make, I, I go through the, I linked to an article that was made by a conservative 
in support of the electoral college that was trying to say that um, was trying to say that you would create these that was making the same typical arguments that are made in defense of the electoral college and how it defends or, or, or how it's good or it's better for people because it protects the flyover states. I showed a map from 2016 of every single location that Donald Trump went during that campaign. He never went to Wyoming. He never went to South Dakota in that campaign. He never went to North Dakota in that campaign. He never went to the, he went to big cities. He went to big cities in red states and he went to other places as well, trying to get enough voters out to try and get him to win. He went to Michigan. He went to Wisconsin. He went to Pennsylvania. He didn't go to Wyoming. He didn't, now, if you get rid of the electoral college, you would then manage to, you would see people having to fight for every single voter in every single state. All of a sudden, those Republican voters in California will now matter towards the presidential election. All of a sudden, any Democratic voters in like a city that's in a red state, like Democratic voters in Texas or Democratic voters in South Dakota, they exist, they're there, but those people will now have a say. You have a reason to, to, to try and listen to them and try and get them to encourage them to come out and vote. Whereas otherwise, you wouldn't have to because we know otherwise that California is going to go for, you know, a, the Democratic candidate. We know that all of those red states, those, that red Midwest bubble are all going to go towards the Republican. So there's no reason to campaign there. So you can just fly over them already. So that's the point I would make there. That's why I'm saying that the system always benefits the Democratic I mean, the Republican, sorry, it always favors the Republicans over the Democrats. The Democrats have to work that much harder to get elected. And furthermore, the Democrats have to run a candidate who is more to the right than probably they would like to run. Why? Because they don't want to have, they, they can't alienate the people who are in the center. They can't alienate the people, you know, but you, if you're a Republican, you can run somebody who's more to the right because you can get people from those states. That, that you're, you're benefiting from. So these elections do benefit. Now the show usually is supposed to end around now. I'll probably give it a few more minutes. Let's see. They are trying to divide us and keep both sides under this. I mean, there is some argument to be made as to certain people who do appreciate division over, over joining together. Look, I think Joe Biden for as much as, as much as people on the left hate Joe Biden and as much as people on the right hate Joe Biden, and yet Joe Biden's been in politics for a very long time. Joe Biden has been successful in politics in a very long time because he's somebody who is willing to reach across the aisle and work with the other side. There's a story that was told about Joe Biden, and I think I talked about this on a previous podcast, but not on a live stream. So let, let, let me just talk about this one for a little bit. It used to be the fact they used to have a cafeteria in the Senate where all of the senators could go. And nobody else could go. So as long as you were in the Senate, you could go and you could eat there. And people from the right and from the left would, hey, Joseph Dwellis, thank you for joining us in the chat. Um, anybody who would, um, you know, you could just sit down, you could eat your lunch, and you can have a conversation with, with the people on your side of the aisle, with the people on the other side of the aisle. Th th that's what you could do. So and so this, this is what that cafeteria was used for. Joe Biden became vice president under Barack Obama, and he went to go try and eat in that cafeteria because as the vice president, he's the president of the Senate. So therefore, he would be able to um, 
and he wanted to go and, and, and chat with those people, his former colleagues when, from, from when he was in the Senate. And he found that the cafeteria was gone. Why? Well, people stopped using it. Why? Because as soon as Barack Obama was elected, the Mitch McConnell and the Republicans said, well, we're not going to work. We're not going to work with them anymore. We're going to we're going to try and stop everything. I'm going to be the Grim Reaper turtle. Um, he's I'm going to be the Grim Reaper and I'm going to kill everything that comes across my desk. That was his goal as he was no longer somebody who was going to try and work with the other side to try and do things that are good for the American people. He was somebody who was going to who was going to fight every single thing. Joe Biden said today, I, I believe it was today, but if it wasn't today, it was yesterday, that it was not his intent to try and use the fact that we have a slim Democratic majority to push through the additional 2000 in aid or to get him up, to get everybody up to additional 2000 in aid. He was not going to try and push that through, ram that through just because the Democrats have control. He instead was going to try and reach across the aisle uh, to, to try and get the Republicans to work with him to pass a consensus bill that would include that. Because that's the type of person Joe Biden is. He's the type of person who wants to work with people on the other side and say, look, it's a give and take. You, we'll give you this. You t- you know, we'll, give, we'll give you this. We'll give up a little bit of this. But we want to have this in return. And that's the type of person that he is. So... So and, and, and by doing that, by saying that, and Joe Biden even was like, look, I don't he, he doesn't believe that Donald Trump is fit to be president. Clearly, uh, he said that before. He said if, if he felt that Donald Trump was fit to be president, that he would have wouldn't have run. But he felt that Donald Trump being president was a threat to our nation. And so therefore, he felt that he needed to run. But when it comes to the impeachment, he was like, that's not my decision. That's the decision that Congress has to make. But his concern was that he didn't want. Uh, the Senate to be distracted by all these things. And instead he wanted to be able to hit the ground running and get to work on the things that are needed for the American people. And he has said repeatedly that he is a president, not that he's not a democratic president. He is an American president. He wants to be a president for all of the people. And, you know, Khaleesi says time we'll see. And I, I believe we will, this is, this is what I think time is going to show. Time is going to show that Joe Biden is going to make an attempt to work with the people on the other side of the aisle to get things done for the American people and to try and start the healing. That's what Joe Biden is going to try to do. Whether or not he's successful in doing so will be up to Mitch McConnell, will be up to uh, McCarthy, will be up to Scalise, will be up to other people who are Republicans in the House and the Senate who will, who will say, look, I'm willing to sit down with you and I'm willing to talk with you and I'm willing to work with you for the betterment of the American people. But I'll, I'll end on and, and I think that's what's going to, and what's going to happen. My, my my pessimistic self is saying that Joe Biden's going to try that, and then it's going to fail because the Republicans aren't going to want to work with him because they're going to be upset because they lost, and then they're going to feel like they have to be obstructionists to whatever Joe Biden wants to do in order for them to not only win re-election but get the seats back that they lost in next year. Um, and so then Joe Biden is going to have to, in order to get things done, he's going to have to use the Democratic majority, push things through. And that's just going to be a damn shame because the Republicans at that point will have given up their opportunity to say, you know, to work with somebody who legitimately want to work with them. But the reason I don't feel it's going to work, and I'm going I'm to end with this, 
And the reason that I don't feel it's going to work is, is look at what happened when the, when the congressmen, when the people of the House of Representatives were sheltering away, you know, waiting for it to be safe for them to come back out and do the work last Wednesday. The Republicans and the Democrats had to sit in the same room together waiting for it to be deemed safe, waiting for the Capitol Police and other law enforcement to clear through the building to get all of the seditious domestic terrorists out of the building. And, excuse me, and when they, uh, as they were doing this, there was an individual who was one of the Democrats who had a handful of masks. And that person took the masks and was handing them out to everybody to make sure that everybody was masked up properly because we're in the middle of a pandemic. And what's the advice that everyone's being told to do? To wear masks to help protect other people because if, just in case anybody's listening and doesn't quite get it yet, Nine months in the pandemic, everybody should know this, but the reason you wear a mask, the reason you cover your face with the cloth mask, it's not to protect yourself from the virus, it's to stop you from spreading it to others. It's a, it's a form of altruism. It's a form of caring. It's, it's the simplest thing you can do to show that you care about your human beings. The Republicans refuse to do that. The Republicans refuse to protect their fellow people. Uh, yeah, you can ask me a question. Let me finish this point. And you can ask me a question. Um, ask it and I'll answer it when I'm done, done with this. This is to put somebody at the TikTok if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio. Um, if it turns out that at least one, if not more than one, of the people who were there, who were Democrats, who were wearing their own masks got sick, got COVID. One of them is somebody who is somebody who is in remission from cancer. She stayed home, did as much working from home as possible as a congressperson, but she came to come to this vote and she was wearing a mask like a responsible citizen of this country. But the Republicans in that room, as they were all huddled together, trying to prevent themselves from being harmed by these seditious domestic terrorists, the Republicans refused refused to wear masks, and now she's sick with COVID. Someone who was in remission from cancer, who probably is now at more at risk than your normal person from dying, from death from COVID, because these Republicans don't want to do what they need to do to take care of their fellow human beings. And part of the problem with that is because early on in this camp, oh, we got a caller, so we're going to go to the caller as well. Um, so ask your question. You can also ask, you know, Ask your question. We're also going to go. But here's the point, and we'll go to the caller. I see you. I'll be there in a second. Um, if okay, um, this is about voter. It's a question about voter fraud. So we'll get to that question as well, and we'll get to the caller. Um, if if they're they are they are willing. They're, they're so unwilling to protect their fellow human beings simply because Donald Trump framed the whole wearing a mask thing as a sign of weakness. Had Donald Trump early on in this, in this pandemic said, wearing a mask is your patriotic duty. I want all of my supporters to wear a MAGA mask and to show that they are patriots. Cover your mouth, cover your nose, show your support for your president by showing support for your fellow human beings by wearing a mask. Follow the science. 
If Donald Trump would have simply done that, we would have a lot more people on board with wearing masks and we would see less spread of this virus. And you would, you would not see, because these politicians, these Republican politicians, I bet you most of them who are not wearing masks in that room in the video that you saw, I bet you most of them, I bet you most of them would wear a mask if they were not afraid that their constituents would mock them for it or their constituents would say that, those constituents would say have a problem with them masking up. And look what happened in Louisiana. Congressman-elect Luke Letlow died. Why? Because he was acting responsibly. He was participating in campaign events where people weren't masked by joining, meeting with the Republican women, by going having campaign events at restaurants, by doing all sorts of things that he shouldn't have been doing in the middle of a pandemic. Why? Because his supporters probably also viewed the wearing of masks is needless, and this president didn't set the example during the pandemic and as such made it untenable for GOP congresspeople, GOP politicians to wear masks because they would be then be viewed by their constituents as somehow weak because now they're wearing a mask to try and protect people. I don't know. I'll say so. The question from uh, Daniel Silva here is, what if it came out if there was massive voter fraud? Would you be okay with that as long as Trump is gone? No, absolutely not. I do not want massive voter fraud from either side. I, I, I want it rooted out if there's any that's happening. There's just not the evidence there that voter fraud happened. Now, there is evidence of election fraud from the Republican side. Uh, you had Donald Trump specifically slow down the mail in several states like Pennsylvania and Georgia, where if the ballots are received too late, that they can't be counted. So... To me, that's an attempt to steal an election. I'm not okay with that either. And, you know, there, there, there are what Donald Trump was calling election fraud wasn't election fraud. Donald Trump was often talking about unsolicited mail-in ballots. Um, what he was really talking about was unsolicited mail-in, mail-in ballot request forms that people would get. And so if you got one of those unsolicited and I talked about this last week too, you got one of those forms and it was unsolicited. He was doing that as fraud. Like there was an example of one person who got uh, one of these groups sent out mailer, a uh, mailers to, with these voter request forms. And instead of getting the information from the secretary of state's office, which may have been more expensive, they got the information from just a regular mailer list. Like, Hey, I want the mailer list for, to send spam mail via snail mail to all the people in this area. And so let's say one of those people in that, in that area went ahead and signed up their dog for the Petco mailer. So now Scruffy McGillicuddy gets mail from Petco. So Scruffy McGillicuddy is now, because they bought this mail list instead of the Secretary of State's mail list, is going to be getting a ballot request form. That doesn't mean that they bought Scruffy McGillicuddy voting. It just means we're going to just send out all these mailers to, for people to request these forms. And if they want to send them back, they can do so. So if the person was going to try, who owns Scruffy McGillicuddy, if their person who is, who is, who owns Scruffy uh, wanted to try and get a mail-in ballot for Scruffy, they would have to fill out Scruffy McGillicuddy's name on this form and then send it to the secretary of state or to the, county registrar or however it works in that state and then guess what happens they would look and be like there's no scruffy mcgillicuddy who's on the voter list 
we're not sending you a vote. We're not sending you a ballot. So the system would then work in preventing Scruffy from getting a mail-in ballot to vote on. So that's unfortunately what Donald Trump tried to do. He tried to put to, to reduce the faith in our electoral process by trying to claim that something that was harmless was something I don't know. Like, yeah, I've seen it before. I've seen it before. Like weird things happen. Like I remember when I was six years old, like I was six years old and I had like one of those preschool girlfriends. Uh, her name was Beth. And I got something in the mail, like a postcard or something from some offer when I was six years old, and it was written to Mrs. Daniel Zimmerman. And I gave it to my girlfriend because I was like, you know, here's, here's my card. You know, here's, you got this mail at my house. And everyone was like, oh, and it's so cute. But, yeah, I mean, if somebody were to send Mrs. – just like on Friends. You watch the show Friends, you know, the TV guide didn't go to Chandler Bing. The, Chandler, the TV guide went to Ms. Chandler Bong. So – Sometimes the names on these mail-in lists are wrong. And just because somebody used one of these massive mailer lists to, that they purchased to, to send out a bunch of political forms, it doesn't mean that it's fraud. It just means that they were trying to do this on the cheap. And they probably weren't targeting people. They're probably targeting people by geography and, and saying, okay, well, most of these people are people that support us. So therefore we're going to support. Meanwhile, the, the Florida GOP, wound up sending us mail mailer absentee ballot request um to somebody who had already moved out of the state to like ohio they sent that mailer to, so that person in ohio got this absentee request form they no longer registered voters in florida does that mean that the florida gop was committing election fraud no it does not why because it's just they, they just sent out this mailer. And if that person who is no longer registered in now if that person did was registered in Ohio and tried to vote both places, then yeah, that one person might could have maybe well acted fraud. Like the person in Pennsylvania who committed an act of fraud by voted by having his dead mother vote for Donald Trump. There was one case in Pennsylvania that I think they asked the Secretary of State in Florida not Florida, in Georgia. They asked the Secretary of State of Georgia how many cases of dead people were they voting? Because during Donald Trump's phone call, now that again, and I wanted to talk about that more often, and I didn't even get to that again this week. But during Donald Trump's phone call to the Secretary of State in Georgia, he said, he said, you know, the, was talking about the, the dead people voting. And, and I think it was 60 Minutes was interviewing the Secretary of State from Georgia. And they said, how many dead people voted in Georgia this time? And, and he goes, two. Two people, and we're investigating as to what happened. And they're like, 2,000? No, two. Just two. And anybody who can the, – the, here's the thing. Here's, here's why voter fraud, while it may sometimes happen, it's not as big as – it's not as big, especially now, as people would want to make them out to be. The – excuse me. The – reward for committing an act of voter fraud for you committing one act of voter fraud the reward is so little for the punishment that you would get if you get caught that it's not worth it for anybody to do that's why these claims of voter fraud are over are overrated or overstated if you will because the the amount of voter fraud the, the amount of people that would have to commit voter fraud in order to have a significant effect on any election 
is so high that it's, imp- it's almost impossible to find that many people willing to commit the act knowing what the punishment is if they get caught. So uh, thank you very much, Daniel Silva, in the chat for, for joining us for the conversation. I appreciate it. I appreciate your questions. Appreciate the follow. And after this, I will, I think I can go ahead and maybe follow you right now. Hey, followed you back automatically. This is my first time doing a real live stream with a lot of people in it. So still kind of new to the whole TikTok thing. Thank you for the follow. And everybody else who has to be joining, if you haven't followed already, if you could, if you had a total project of votes, you would find it is a wash, probably leans more on the GOP. That's probably true. I don't necessarily have the facts to state that, but it's probably true. One of the things that the Secretary of State from Georgia, and I promise caller I'm coming to you, um, one of the things that the Florida Secretary, or the Georgia Secretary of State made a comment was that, that Donald Trump could very well have won Georgia had Donald Trump not slowed the mail. And that would, if that's true, that's just, I don't think it was the Secretary of State. It might have been somebody else who, in that election, in that office, but what would be just, just such irony. And here's another example of irony. <laughs> One example of irony would be Donald Trump slowing the mail down in Atlanta, slowing the mail down in Georgia would cause him to lose Georgia, would have the unanticipated. I don't know if it's true or not. I mean, maybe he saw the amount of Republican votes that came in late that were not able to be counted because they slowed down the mail. And maybe he knows that these votes would have probably been leaning for Donald Trump as such. I don't know if that's true because it seems to follow in many of the states um, during COVID-19 that you had a lot more mail-in votes from Democrats than Republicans. So the the mail-in vote tended to lean heavily Democratic, which is why a lot of the times you saw that the, the red mirage followed by the blue wave. Um, So there's that. So it's, it's hard to say whether or not that statement from the Georgia Secretary of State's office is true. But if it is true, I mean, I'm not the election professional. I don't know. I, you would have to believe that he, he is coming from some sort of information, that there's some information that he has that we might not have that would, that would have explained why that statement would be true and you know, the irony that would exist if Donald Trump would have won Georgia had he just not slowed down the mail. And that would have been, that, that, that's just something that just amused. The other thing of irony, and I have a TikTok about this, um, is that um, the irony is, is that these people who participated in the acts of sedition and terrorism against this country were mostly anti-maskers. And the funny thing is, is that had they just worn masks, they might have been less likely to be caught by the FBI. But because they refuse to wear masks, you have lots of pictures of them doing with full facial, full facial features. And hell, there's that person. There's that guy putting Jacob with the makeup. If you watched my, if you watch my TikTok with my partial parody, you'll you'll get the Jacob with the makeup. Uh, again, I don't have a problem with men wearing makeup. Men can wear or face paint or whatever. Uh, if that's you, cool. Be as fabulous as you want to be. Be as crazy as you want to be. Just don't attack the nation's capital, especially over an election. Anyway, caller. We're getting to the caller. So the people who are watching on TikTok, I'll have to tell you. I'll, I'll repeat what the question is or the points that's made as I address it. But what's your name? Where are you from? Yeah, my name's Joe. Joe. Well, welcome so, to the show, Joe. Okay. 
So you're going to get on the topic of uh, Trump inciting a riot at the Capitol. Is that yes, right? Yes, I, uh, I have been discussing that. I was going to actually end the show, but you called in. So I did want to answer any question you might have because I appreciate the callers when they do call in. But yes, I am going to be. I, I did have have some discussion as to Trump with the um, his responsibility fighting so, what happened okay, last week. So what was it that he? Okay, so what was it that he did that incited the riot? Okay, uh, part of it happened before, and I just I did discuss this earlier on the show. Um, so what what the things that he did to, to in, help incite this riot uh, included all of the times that he kept on insisting that there was all of this voter fraud that was going on. Um, and, and, and his encouragement of people to come to out to January, to come out January 6th. He was asking them to all come out January 6th because of this terrible fraud that supposedly happened in this election, uh, because he believed that he won in a landslide. He's wrong, but he believed he won in a landslide. Um, he was saying that it was going to be wild. He was predicting that it was going to be wild. And then when they all got there, he was like, he he made the comments that you you're not gonna you're not gonna win this we're not gonna win this um, you know what however he said he was gonna word it he were not but we're only gonna win this through strength so now let's go march on the Capitol and I'm gonna be he says I'm gonna be there with you let's go march on the Capitol you know, we have to show our strength and then he left and never went with them and that's when they went to the Capitol and that's when they okay did that. so you mean so, right. okay. Okay. So you believe that? So you're taking those particular words which you've read, and you're saying I didn't, that Trump okay, is hold on, let, let, let me let me pause a second. Um, caller says that I read his words, and th- th- that comment has been made to me on Facebook before too, um, which is not a so so it's not an original thing that I've heard. Oh, I read them. I watched okay. them. I watched right. him say the words. So it's not me reading them. It's me All watching right. so, him. So okay. So you watched him. You mm-hmm. heard him. And you're taking those words, and you're saying that because of those particular words, that um, the riot is his fault, correct? Partially. I mean, I'm, there are there. It's it's not partially. all his fault. There are there are there are, okay, there are plenty of fault, people to blame. Partially. Right. Okay. So if you're going to take those particular words and describe that particular amount of blame to him due to those words, why don't you take the words that he said? Why don't we go? March to the Capitol peaceably without force. Why don't you take those words? Well, I take, why don't, here's the thing. And if there are things that, you know, he, like, like later on in the day when he gave his, when, when he released the video about, you know, about leaving, whatever, he was like, you know, you should leave or whatever. I love you and I support you. All right. So am I should am I to ignore the I love you and I support you, uh, and 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 just look at the words? We have to look at all of the words as possible. There are things that people can do to to give themselves plausible deniability on certain things, and it's it's probably going to be. In possible. other words, there are other underlying factors other than the words. Okay. So let's end this. Let's make sure we uh, we do this right. Okay. Are you aware that the um, the sedition started an hour before any of the um, uh, the marchers got there? The sedition, I would say, the sedition started even before that. I would say the sedition started okay. days before because Donald Trump. No, I'm not. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the real onslaught onto the Capitol building. 
Like or like the that pipe bombs that like the DMC and the RNC? No, no, no. The onslaught onto the Capitol building. The people who went past the barriers. They were there before the marchers got there. Okay. Okay. And again, if you're going to take the words that the president said, and if he said, let's do so peaceably, you're going to dismiss that, but you're going to take the other words because of underlying factors. So in other words, you're cherry-picking what is good for your own particular narrative. If that's, if that's what you want to say, I mean, you're, you're free to your opinion that's on that. But, 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 but there, but well, there, there are words that can be said. Like I would say that whatever else he said, for lack of a better word, gets trumped by we're not gonna we're not gonna change this except for by strength or whatever the exact word was I'm paraphrasing. But you do you will saying. admit that he says that that we that you, he, you're, would you admit that he said that we're gonna only we can only change this through strength? Okay, sure. I mean, you, you agree with that, right? Yeah. Okay. So why 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 do you, do you not believe that that saying that might trump anything else that he might have said previously? No, like, of course not. Like, like let's let's say for example, let, let me take a completely different. Let me take a let, let me take a let me take a completely different. If I'm person going to have a discussion with you, I want to have a discussion without being interrupted by somebody who already has cognitive dissonance. If you want uh, okay, my opinion, I usually okay, do it in less than thirty ahead. seconds. Go ahead and say. Go ahead and say your opinion. People I want to get. Uh, I do want to make a point. I'm going to do it. If okay, go ahead. People have shown up there at the Capitol and have had other places for decades, asking for people to show up to show strength for their particular cause. The ACLU has done it. Suffragettes have done it. Other political parties have done it. That doesn't mean that when they show up and they say. I'm glad you're here. We should march on Washington. That is an insightful statement. Now, because hey. Trump has said it, all of a sudden, it's sedition. And I'll bet you will think that the people who bombed, not bombed, but raided the Capitol, they're all Trump supporters, right? None of them could have been Antifa, and none of them could have been Black Lives Matter. Am I right? I would have to be shown evidence that they were Antifa or Black Lives Matter. I did see people wearing, you know, wearing other things like fly. They were flying Trump flags. They were they were yelling things where, where some people might have. It's, 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 there are people who attend these things from the other side in some instances. For example, in Minneapolis, the person that burned down the police station was um, was somebody who was a proud boy and not somebody part of Black Lives Matter. So that. It's, it's a possibility. Um, what do you have of that? It, it, there's an article. Like, you can find it on Google. Um, oh, okay. What article? Yeah, you, written, or, let me guess. You, 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 you can find a news article that, that, that discusses the charges Washington that were published. Wait, 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 wait. I gave you your chance to say. Let, have let me, you let, read, you have you read anything wait. except? I'm not going to wait if you're always going to interrupt. I get tired but, of talking to liberals. I always try to talk over people. Hold on a second. I'm putting you on mute for a second because of the fact that you asked me to give you time to speak. I gave you time to speak, and now I'm trying to give speech. Now I'm trying to have time to speak, and you're interrupting me. That's the problem with a lot of conservatives that are out there. Is you're y'all want to say what we're doing, but in reality, that's what you're doing. And we discussed this earlier in the podcast as well. And you're still on mute. I'll put you back on in a second. But 
Um, yeah, if you want to go and there's a, there are news articles that discuss the charges about the person who burned down the police station in Minneapolis, you can easily find that out by, by searching Google and find the news article pertaining. I have no reason to believe that that news article is false. So, but here's the thing, and I, I, and I want to talk about your specific thing about, about looking at some words and not other words, that why, why we should look at some words and not, oh, the caller disappeared. Well, oh, well. Well, the caller was trying to uh, make this point, everybody, that, um, that we should listen to some words that, I, that, I, that I'm only cherry picking the words that I'm going to listen to from Donald Trump that I can't, that I'm not looking at all of the words that Donald Trump said during his speech before uh, the acts of sedition. Hey, bringing your boy is in the chat. Welcome. We're not going to have too much longer in the show, but I do welcome you calling into the show. But here's the thing. This person, again, was trying to say that I was cherry picking my words, that, that, that we have to look at all of the words that were said. My point is that there are some times when a person gives a speech where some words in that speech are more important than the other's speech. And, and I'm going to use a completely different scenario and a completely different person. Louis Farrakhan. I was in high school at the time, and Louis Farrakhan, people were telling me bad things about Louis Farrakhan, that I shouldn't like him, I shouldn't listen to him, that he is just nothing but trouble. And, but I'm the type of person, even from back then, that would say, okay, I want to give that person the, the, the benefit of the doubt. I, want to, I don't want to just hear it from other people's mouths that this person is a bad person. I want to hear it from the own person's mouth. And so I took it upon myself. I sat down and I listened to a speech by Louis Farrakhan. And through that, it, it, was, about, it was an hour-long sermon that Farrakhan was giving. And what, let me, when I tell you the, first, the entire first 50, 55 minutes of this speech, was, was a speech it was like empowerment. It was, you know, you can't count on anybody else to help you out. You, you need to help yourself out. You need to take it upon yourself, you know, lift yourself up by your boot. I'm not a big fan of that right now, but of the, of the guy currently, but at the time, you know, it was like you, you, can, you can lift yourself out and bring yourself in and be responsible for yourselves and your successes. And we have to all form together and we have to stand as one to all help each other out. And I'm sitting there going, what is, what do people have? What problem do people have with this guy? He's telling all of this, wonderful message that everybody should live by. And then in the last five minutes, to start the last five minutes of a sermon, he goes, and it's all the problem of the Jews. And I was like, what just happened? He got all these people riled up and then he sent them on with their mission. Now there's their, they're angry about this, about what's going on in life because they've been treated unfairly and they need to do something about it. And then he gets them all riled up, blames the Jews. So according to our last caller, who hung up, hung up because he couldn't handle the discussion, according to that last caller, he, I should look, at, I should have looked at every single one of Louis Farrakhan's comments. It shouldn't have mattered that he blamed the Jews in the last part of it, because he had other good things to say at the beginning. No, the fact that he said that he blamed the Jews for all the problems means that I have to ignore everything else that was going on. 
Uh, Donald Trump has this, you know, you could read the transcript of what he says. And let's see, just search the... So he goes, our media is so, so about 16 minutes into the video. You know, you know, at the beginning, he's talking about all the stuff that he's talking about. And, you know, we're supposed to protect the country, support the country, support the Constitution, blah, 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 blah. I just spoke to Mike. Mike, that doesn't take courage, blah, blah, blah. And he starts talking about all this stuff. It takes him 16 minutes to get into there. And he goes, our media is not free. It's not fair. It suppresses thought. It suppresses speech, blah, 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 blah. It has become the enemy of the people. And there are people at this, at the, not, they didn't just attack the police at that rally. They didn't just invade Congress. There were members of the media that were attacked as well. So Donald Trump now at 1625 into the speech goes, the media is the enemy of the people. So if you start calling the media the enemy of the people, guess what? You've now riled them up and sent them out to go deal with the enemy of the people. Uh, Republicans are constantly fighting like a boxer with his hand tied. It's like a boxer. We want to be so nice. We want to be respectful of everybody, including bad people. We're going to have to fight much harder if Mike Pence doesn't, if Mike Pence is going to have to come through for us, if he doesn't, that will be a sad day for our country because you just want to uphold the Constitution. Um, blah, blah, blah. After this, we're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down and we're going to walk down anyone you want. But I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. We're going to cheer on our brave senators. We're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them because you'll never take our country back. Our country will be because you have to show strength. You have to be strong. That is what Trump said. So he sat there and he spent the last 16 minutes of the, of the conversation riling everybody up. And then he's like, the media is the enemy. Let's go march down to Congress and you have to show strength. You have to be strong. How can anybody take that as anything other than inciting acts of violence, inciting acts of sedition against this country? I don't know how anybody can do that. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Our country has been under siege. Um, let's see. I thought it'd be easy. We created a. Buh, 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 buh. Buh, 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 let's scan down for. I think still he keeps going on for more. Um, do, 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 do. And then he, then he start likes talking more about the media. Um, how about the media again is the enemy, uh, people cheated, um, and it's talking for 40 something odd minutes again, um, for some reason, Mitch and the group, they don't want to put it in there. They don't realize that it's going to be the end of the Republican party as we know it. Let, let, let them get out, let the weak ones get out. This is a time for strength. Uh, so let's talk about how they want to indoctrinate. Uh, the people, the the children, you know, blah, blah, so on, and so on, and so forth. He's talking about all the voter fraud that took place. He's at, you know, he's 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 citing all of these supposed fraudulent things that happened and the supposed vote switch that happened. Um, do, 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 do. Keep on going, but I'm trying to see what else. Um, bright days before us. Blah, 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 blah. Any idea how corrupt elections are? Um, 
something's wrong here, something's really wrong, can't have happened, and we fight, we fight like hell, and if you don't like fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. That's pretty much what he ended on. So, um, let's see, there's no denying he incited the writers. Absolutely. I mean, there's no, there, there's no there, reasonable people can't deny that he's inciting the rioters. Reasonable people can't deny it. However, there are unreasonable people who are out there, unfortunately, as well, uh, who, um, who are out there, who call into my podcast, uh, who, who just, you know, couldn't handle the fact that I put him on mute for a second. That was so great. I just, it was just the fact that he was just the epitome. He was the epitome of a conservative. He calls in and, and nobody on the TikTok stream can hear it, but he calls in, he says, you know, he wants to have a good back and forth. He wants to talk about what's going on. Uh, and then it's like, okay, fine. I'll let you have your say, go have your say. He starts talking. I start trying to make my point. He interrupts me. And when I try and stop him from interrupting me, he's like, well, that's what liberals always do. They always interrupt people. <clears throat> he claimed that I had cognitive dissonance. Just the idea that it's like they don't even. Uh, they're so frustrating. But I mean, I guess having a podcast, um, you're going to have to deal with those people. And I'd much rather have to deal with those people and have a podcast and get rid of my podcast and not deal with them. Anyway. I'm going to go ahead and end the live stream. Yes, they are always deathlike. Welcome, Dennis, to the show. uh, This was a pre-show, but I basically turned it into the entire show. So anybody, um, if you've missed missed the conversation that was going on on here, uh, you could always listen to the whole, everything that I've said during this live stream. It's also going to be on blogtalkradio.com slash liberalband. Um, once the show finishes processing, you'll be able to download the podcast and listen to the entire hour and a half or so, um, everything until the show started. You might have missed a little bit from the beginning from beforehand. Um, I do appreciate it. You know, again, uh, make sure to follow me on here. Follow me, uh, subscribe over to my YouTube channel, Liberal Dan Radio on YouTube. You can go to liberaldan.com and find all the different places that you can support the show for free. And you can also support the Patreon as well. I do want to give a shout out to Demonox. Uh, X Demonox on Twitter. He is the first Liberal Dan Patreon. Give a shout out to my friend Cesar, who is also um, one of my Patreons. Um, shout out to my uh, little brother, the host of the Most Nimbus Yosh with the Percy Podcast, at the Percy Podcast on Twitter. <clears throat> and I would love to give a bunch of other people shout outs as well. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Khaleesi in the chat. My friend Stephanie, who was one of the people who helped me with my parody. Uh, so, again, love you for that. Thank you so much for that. Um, but if you want, you know, shout outs on the show, if you want me to, if you want to, if you have any businesses that you want to support or businesses that you think could, would, would like to support a, a liberal progressive type podcast person, send them my way, patreon.liberaldan.com as well. This is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio Talk from the Left, That's Right. Next week, next show, we will no longer have Donald Trump as president. So that's awesome. So it would be the I will do a podcast next Wednesday with Joe Biden as president. So be the first day, the first hours of his presidency, and I'll get to cover it. I'll be covering it on Little Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Again, Facebook.com slash little bit at Little Dan Radio on Twitter, LittleDan.com. Well, next week, Dan Zimmerman for Little Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.